Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall or online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. I went there today with the intent to buy some in the morning, but the line was too long and I had to come back and do a radio show. So, Brandon, you don't know it yet, but on our mall walk after the show today, before the Gregor show, we're going to Wilhawk. It's, it's a Wilhawk jerky day. Jerky time, baby. It's, I love it. It's jerky time. Jerky and Baja Blast getting us through this Friday here on Sports 1440. Hope you guys are all having a great weekend. Are ready for New Year's? I, I mean, I, I don't like to go crazy on New Year's like I used to, but... Uh, for those who are going to, I hope you guys all have a great time out there. Be safe. Be responsible. The text line, one 1440 We're talking whatever you guys want to talk about today on the station. We'll do fantasy hockey, fantasy football, finals coming up. A couple questions rolling in here already. And TSN announced today that they have a partnership with the PWHL. So we got to start to dig into it. Who's your team going to be? Brandon and I are going to bandwagon teams. Is it Toronto, Ottawa, Minnesota, Montreal, Boston, New York, the original six? Let us know. Who's your team? You can also email us, Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. Of course, we will keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of sports. Right now, Clemson leading Kentucky in the Gator Bowl, 10-7. to 7. For those of you who uh, follow along with the College Bowl season, couple games today. I think we've got three in like the next four hours. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll keep you up to date on that throughout the day here on Sports 1440. As soon as we wrap up, it will be the lowdown with Low Tide with Marty Stevens and Brad Slater. And then it's the Jason Greger Show at 2 o'clock where Brandon and I will return with our beef jerky and Baja Blast. I had a text come in earlier today from Nikki Northside. Fantasy question. Tony Pollard or Aaron Jones uh, we have to assume that this is going to be for the uh, the ship. Tony Pollard, I feel like he's been a... They've both kind of been a, a little bit of a letdown because Pollard had the high expectations coming into this season with Ezekiel Elliott leaving. He had a hard time finding the end zone for a while. Aaron Jones, injuries kind of got in the way. Uh, just looking at it here, the Packers in Minnesota to take on the Vikings, which probably isn't the worst match up there for you. Tony Pollard taking on the Detroit Lions, and we know that Lions defense at times hasn't been very good. I'm going to say I, I lean Tony Pollard in this one. Personally, they're at home to Detroit for the Pack and Vikings. It is in Minnesota, so weather shouldn't be a concern. It's quite nice in that dome structure they have. That's on the bucket list for places I want to go to, but uh, I lean Tony Pollard. What do you think, Brandon? I'm really torn here. Kevin and I talked a little bit in this last hour about this Lions-Cowboys game and how, like, in, by all accounts, should be a high-scoring affair, kind of a shootout-type game because the Lions' defense, not very good, um, and the Cowboys at home have been virtually unstoppable, but the Lions still, you know, fighting for uh, for seeding and, and whatever the case, that they, they shouldn't be, you know, rolling over exactly, and we all know how they're uh, capable of putting up points. But Tony Pollard hasn't really been the biggest factor when the Cowboys explode Offensively, he's had some good games for sure, and uh, you know, getting uh, getting some tutties here and there. And Aaron Jones uh, is back into the fray. I think last week was his first game back. Um, mm-hmm. Found the end zone, I believe. But this Vikings defense is uh, 
is not too bad by any stretch. And, and I mean, hey, it might be slim, but the Vikings are still fighting for a playoff spot even with uh, without TJ Hawkinson. Uh, they're on to their fourth quarterback. Well, I guess he already played a little bit before getting hurt. <laughs> but uh, Jaron Hall going to start under center. Um, so the Vikings should be fighting hard. I, I'm really torn. I'm going to say Pollard just because I think there's going to be so many points in this Lions-Cowboys game. He's going to have to get a share of it at some some point. Yeah, I whether, mean, it be, whether it be a couple goal line uh, scores, maybe he gets involved in the pass game. I, I just, yeah. I certainly, I like I like that Cowboys offense in this one. Like, I think we're going to see some points. C.D. Lamb owners probably smiling for sure. I think he's going to have a big game. But I think I lean Tony Pollard with that one. So go that way, and uh, we hope it works out for you. That's from Nikki Northside, new texter. Thank you for the text. Uh, one comes in here from JWO. JWO. JWO says, guys, got a cheer for Ottawa with our local product, Emirates Mashmeyer in net. Yeah, she joined us on the Gregor show last week. She was fantastic. But I don't know if I like Ottawa. Where do where does she officially call home? Fort Sask, Josephburg? I think it's Bruden. Bruderheim. Bruderheim. That, that's all. They're all in the same little, uh, you know. <laughs> try try yeah, town area. I wouldn't it. know that, but I think that's where she's listed from. Yeah, yeah, very small, uh, very small community out there in Bruderheim. Uh, great place though. Joseph Bergrink, not far away. I think considered one of the coldest in the <laughs> province. Maybe maybe the old rink. I, I I don't know. I'm not actually from there. I just uh, having lived in Fort Sask for like a year and a half. I think I'm kind of a local now. Natalie Snodgrass, Rachel McQuiggie, some uh, other notables on the. Ottawa roster. Those are great names. And their home opener is sold out. I think Emirates Mashmeyer is kind of the face of the franchise right now. Deservingly so. I mean, you know, you got Sarah Nurse with Toronto. You've got Marie-Philippe Poulin on Montreal. The GOAT. The GOAT. Or is Haley Wickenheiser the GOAT? I don't know. The current GOAT. I don't know which way to go. I don't like some of their uniforms. That's one of the things. It's a little thing. How do, I, how do I pick a favorite team if I can't even pick like a, a team name? Yeah. Um, the jerseys, logo. the logos. I, I want to get behind this league because I, I, I do think it is a long time overdue that there's a kind of unified front for um, the great collection of uh, female hockey players that we have uh, in today's day and age. You know, play best on best against each other, be fairly compensated, all that. But how could they not put a little more effort, work, time, whatever was necessary to get team names, team logos, team jerseys. Like this looks like uh, when East versus West uh, NHL All-Star game type thing because the jerseys are all the same. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they all go with the old school city name, right shoulder to left hip, diagonal, slightly changing colors. Some of the, the stripes are a little bit different. I don't know which way to go here. I'm undecided. I mean, I just became a lacrosse fan. I'm a San Diego fan. Maybe I'll have to, like, once the game start, of course, be tuning in to check them out. First one, January 1st, uh, for the PWHL getting going. We tried to get a guest on today, actually, to, that covers the PWHL. No one was available, unfortunately, for the carry show. But digressing, um, maybe I'll just, like, watch this first season, find some new favorite players, um, see what teams I like the vibes of. I mean, hey, Coach Draper in New York. That, good, that, that seems like a pretty easy one to root good for. Good color scheme there. Yeah. Um, and then all that rolled into once they do roll out logos, jerseys, names, etc. then I can have multiple um, resources available to make my decision. Maybe I'll remain undecided for the first season. 
I will say it does not surprise me that you didn't get a guest because in my historic or not historic in Connor Halley's historic, in my historic run as a producer in Edmonton, it's been tough. It's been tough to get certain leagues to, to, to get back to you and, and to reach out. And, and maybe it's because we're uh, out West and we don't have one of their six teams. We didn't get a team. Hopefully one day. Cause we got a nice, uh, I think we got a pretty nice barn they could play in. I'm not talking about the Rogers. It could be the Drake could be uh is it the Silent Ice Center? Is that what it's officially called down in Nisku? Yeah, like that's where you start. That's how you build it up. Get and that place packed every night, and all of a sudden you're getting yeah. a couple thousand people out each night, et cetera, et cetera. Move to Rogers. Now you're filling the lower bowl. There's a lot of room for um, progression and expansion. Exactly. So, uh, but yes, we we had Emirates on. She was fantastic. Hopefully we can uh, we have a few more of the players on as it all gets going. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, let us know. Uh, which, are you bandwagoning a team, the PWHL, or will you wait and see? Uh, those games are going to be broadcasted on TSN. And uh, that starts on January 1st. Montana to Rice. Boys, Swift or Mostert? Miami plays Baltimore, so I'm not sure. Man, DeAndre Swift is just... He had like a couple weeks stretch there to start the season where it was he looked so good finding the end zone, making big plays. And then it just almost feels like he was just getting used less and less in that Philadelphia offense as they start to lose games, coincidentally. And he goes down on the one or two yard line every dang play, just like everyone else on that offense. So Jalen Hurts just gets to punch it in. It's all a conspiracy. They're taking us down. The matchup is good against the Arizona Cardinals. That is a pretty good matchup for you. Like to to choose between DeAndre Swift or Raheem Mostert. I, I think I go Swift. I don't know. Both last week and this, I'm having to make the decision between DeAndre Swift and Devon Achan, um, who, you know, coming back from injury, uh, he was still projected to have high, uh, more points than Swift last week. I went with uh, Swift. Didn't end up mattering. I was ahead by a million. Um, shout out Blake for texting and chirping me all the time. I absolutely wiped, the, Haven't heard back from wiped him. the floor with him this past weekend. Thanks for coming out, kid. Um, and Achan, pretty limited um, reps and whatnot. Didn't have a huge uh, output. The thing about the Eagles and the lack of usage with Swift, um, their recent skid before getting back in the wing column against the Giants, they were trailing a lot, right? And we all know uh, the change in play calling when you are down in a game as time becomes an enemy, uh, running the ball, not the likely play call. I think they're going to be up in this game against Arizona pretty well from the get-go, and I think that should lend itself to DeAndre Swift's usage. But if they get up by a lot, like if it's a total blowout, then that can obviously work in the opposite direction. And you're not like, you start sitting your your, your starters right, uh, so it's risky. Mostert against the Ravens, that's obviously tough. But Miami, I don't think is going to go away from uh, what's made them successful, and that has been giving Raheem Mostert the ball. If even if he's splitting duty with Achan, we saw a game. I mean, yes, it was the seventy spot game where both running backs put up like thirty plus fantasy point weeks. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I believe, is not going to be playing for Miami. Correct. So. There, that's one less weapon in the pass game, uh, whether it be as a catcher or as a runner. I think I go Mostert. I think it's the safer play. Now, I do want to throw in there, and part of the reason I went with DeAndre Swift is Raheem Mostert hasn't practiced this week. Knee and ankle. Oh. The old double, double whammy. So that part, I mean, this this game does matter for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you you want to win the division. I should go back and look at the tiebreaker. They they can still win the division, Um the Dolphins? Or, 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 pardon me. The, the Bills can still win the division. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins have a couple tough games left uh, against Baltimore this weekend and then against division rival Bills in the final week. So uh, it's tough for them. Both the te- Like Baltimore doesn't 
they're, they're, I don't think they've officially clinched the one seed, but uh, the only team that could catch them is Cleveland. Um, and the Browns uh, have a tough matchup with the Bengals in the final week. So I, I would think Baltimore's probably pretty safe. The, at the Dolphins top. could surpass the Ravens. Could they? If they win out. They have to win this week, and they Ravens. both have 12 wins. That's true. And then, But the Ravens play the Steelers. <laughs> that seems like a pretty easy win. The Dolphins control their own destiny. Just got to win out. There you go. You have to you have to beat the team you're chasing. Of course, that matters a lot. So, both there's virtually everybody still has something to play for, except for your real bottom feeders. And then you can look at them and say they might be actually trying to lose instead of win. Because um, because uh, both the Niners and Eagles are still going to be fighting for the one seed to get that bye. Matters so much now with just one bye week or a bye team. Pardon me in the playoff uh, format play a uh, seeding maybe who you want to play in the first round if you're a team like dallas or cleveland if you want that five seed um you're looking at who's going to be number four uh likely the two south divisions in each respective conference filling those spots so like almost every game is still going to matter at least to one of the teams right oh yeah, yeah. i i didn't know i didn't I, I missed that that Mostert was on the um injury report though so that is good information i mean he's probably still locked for that anytime touchdown even if he's just limping he'll find a way to get in <laughs> although those 31 year old bones man devon achan will pick him up and <laughs> carry him into the end zone to a tongue of Iloa will because he's our mvp uh it's going to be some interesting games down the stretch here yeah your texans the colts and uh the jags all eight and seven fighting for that last uh well not last yeah. spot but the division title once again, it, it obviously depends on how the this weekend's games shape up, but there's a good chance that next weekend uh, the Texans and Colts will be playing a win-and-you're-in game uh, for, for either the sixth or seventh seed, depending how everything else shakes out. Uh, and then over on the NFC, like Rams and uh, Packers could be a fighting for, for a playoff spot, to, as well as the Seahawks, of course, uh, all those teams uh, kind of around that just above 500 record at the moment. So there's, there's a lot to be decided. Uh, at this time. I mean, hey, we could even see two NFC South teams get in, possibly. Why not? Makes it fun. Please, no, that would make it the opposite of fun, Connor. If it, it if, could be fun. If one of the Falcons or Saints got into the playoffs. It'd be hilarious. Jameis Winston gets a chance? Yeah, but they never give him a chance. Maybe in the playoffs it will happen. <laughs> Derek Carr goes nuclear the last two weeks of the season, gets the Saints in, and then they're like, actually, we don't like you in this matchup. We're going to Jameis. I mean, the Bills did it with uh, Rob Johnson and Doug Flutie back in like 98. Doug Flutie turned that season around. Playoffs rolled around. Got to go with a more typical prototypical quarterback. Seasoned guy. Fools. Doug Flutie, legend. That's that's when I stopped becoming a Bills fan. I was on my way. I was supporting the Bills. And then he left, went to the the Chargers. What is with you and just losing teams? You were becoming a Bills fan in the mid 90s? (laughs) Losing. Who else have I lost? Consecutive. Connor, the Chargers. Oh, no, losing. Well, every team loses, but like perpetually. Hey, Chargers, uh, they were 14-2 and two once. They won a playoff game. When the last time the Texans won a playoff game? The last time they were in the playoffs, I think. Well, they so beat the Bills. Almost like the Chargers. Almost. <laughs> almost. Hey, you can't, Except the Chargers were in the playoffs last year. You can't cheer for winners all the time. That's true. That gets way too boring. Or Imagine what it's like to have been a Boston sports fan for the past 20 years. It's been a while, though. But, like, the Celtics were in the finals a couple seasons ago. The Bruins in the finals a couple seasons ago. But they lost. I guess that's a few seasons ago now. <laughs> Losers. Yeah, that's they had a great run, though. Yes. Yeah. Title Town? Yeah, right. Not anymore, buddy. Not anymore. Hey, you, you cheer for who you cheer for. You, you can't 
me me being a fan isn't going to make them better. It might make them worse. I might be a jinx, but I was I'm a Raptors fan and they won a championship. There you go. That felt pretty good. Uh, North side Nikki or Nikki North side as he prefers to be called. More on Pollard and Jones. I own CD as well. Would you still go Pollard and double down on the boys or spread it? I guess this info would have helped before. LOL. Uh, I don't think that necessarily matters because it, it goes back to what we already said about this Dallas offense probably running rough shot over the Detroit D is that I think everybody should get their touches at some point. And I'm hoping that includes Brandon Cooks, who I'm being uh, forced into playing as a result of the Amari Cooper injury. So uh, I, 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 I'm not going to change. I st- I'll still go with Pollard because, like I said, I think that offense is going to put up some uh, some numbies, as the kids say. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, like I, I can, like, these aren't bad options, but I, I think I slightly go towards Pollard. And a last question before we get to break here, is there going to be a fantasy league for PWHL? And we'll, we'll talk about the second part of that question, Atif, when we get back from break. We'd have to do that in like two days. This is how I want you to spend your New Year's Eve, Connor. Devising and breaking down a way for us to play PWHL fantasy. I'm gonna. Look, I'm looking into it right now. Maybe I'll be better at it than NHL fantasy because that has not gone well for me this year. I'm in second place now, by the way. Oh my god! But you know what? Koskinen 2.0, unbelievable. He's like 26 points ahead of us. I uh, I fell back to 39th. So no, oh, Doug Wait, great was, number. Was fun while it lasted. Okay, well I'm gonna see if I can find a PWHL pool. Uh, doesn't appear to be one on office pools, but we'll see if we can find one because I, you know, we we got to keep it going. NFL is just about over. And we're going to tie NFL into as much as we can. Drafts, free agency, all that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah. We're gonna... But this is a f- kind of officially the last uh, last weekend of fantasy football season. Probably, unless you're a psychopath and have your finals in uh, week 18. No, I'm not finding a pool here <laughs> for uh, the PWHL. Well, that's why I need you to dedicate the time to create one yourself and keep all the stats manually. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's going to be tough. I saw you do some coding yesterday here on this computer. <laughs> that means you should be able to, you know, jig something up, maybe make an app. Apparently it's not that hard. I tweeted out last night that uh, Evan Bouchard has more points than Connor Bedard. Just said, yeah, just throwing it out there. People, I, I knew it was coming overnight. Yeah, who cares? Can't compare the two. Yeah, I know. I know you can't, but it's fun to just throw that out there. Fires people up. Sorry, I'm just getting, looking at my Twitter now and Mark... Mark somehow find my, found my, my tweet. He doesn't follow me, but found my tweet. He's a butcher, and he doesn't like what I said. That's nah, okay. That's okay. You don't have to like what every person says ever. Just tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me Evan Bouchard doesn't have more points than Connor Bedard right now. You can't. You can't. It's it's <laughs> literally impossible. One's probably Well, gonna, I guess it's not impossible, but you would be incorrect. One's going to have a better career, probably. More individual accolades. Probably. But who knows? Maybe the Oilers... Uh, when four straights down How many cups? world junior championships does Evan Bouchard have? None. That really? Probably. I don't recall him being, and I'd never forget that mug. <laughs> well, now we have to look into it. Live on air. This is radio. Okay, well. Get our crack research team on it. He was loaned to the world junior team to complete, a, complete the roster. He was known as the assistant captain for the 2019 championships where they finished sixth. <laughs> Connor Bedard won. Evan Bouchard, zero. Okay, we'll Connor take a- Bedard win two World Junior Championships. He's been on both back-to-back teams. 
Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. <laughs> but but Bouchard but has more points has more right points. now. There you go. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Okay, we'll take a break. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Turkey here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Right now, we'll go into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. You can join the fine folks at the Canadian Brew House Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Running out of opportunities for your chance to qualify for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Also, some great game day prizes. But like I said, no more Thursday night football. You got Sunday. You got Monday, I believe. No Monday. No Monday. No more Mondays? There might Is there a Monday nighter this week, but not next? I said that as if I already knew the answer. I think there is. Maybe not week 17. Maybe they don't want to give anyone that advantage. No. Sunday, Sunday night. New Year's Eve. Packers, Vikings, NFC North. Ooh, that'd be a fun way to spend New Year's Eve down at the CBA. So what, games, what game does Joe Buck do then? Joe, Saturday game, probably. Joey, take the night off. You've earned it. There's only one game tomorrow? Yeah, there is. Prime time, buddy. It's the weekend. It's all prime time. <laughs> College football. Embrace it. Hockey. Yeah. Oilers, Kings. I'll rivalry the, game. I'll be on the road most of tomorrow anyway. Then I got a big game at the, uh, or not at the Drake, Terwilliger Rec Center. Let's go Trops. Oh, Terwilliger. Hashtag Trops go crazy. Well, let me know. That's right by my, my crib. Last time we played this team, I was not there, but there was quite the skirmish that broke out. Mm. Which, I mean, hey. Beer league hockey. Love to see it. Nothing like a bunch of middle-aged men that got to work the next day getting rough and tumble. Wrong. It's Saturday. Almost no one will have to work the next day. Oh, my goodness. What a shot at shift. And probably not Monday either. Brandon hates shift workers? Wow. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. They're going to be coming after you now. I said most. (laughs) I wonder what the percentage is of uh, people who work 9 to 5 versus people that work the shifts. In terms of our listeners or like the general population? In the world. Oh. In the world. I just recently became a nine to fiver, but I'm not even like a ten, a 10 to sixer. I always worked weekends in my entire working life until four months ago. Let me tell you, Sonny, back in my day. I loved it. I loved a little Sunday afternoon shift at, at, the, Savon, ba- at the bakery. Uh, produce department or even at the old uh, radio station going in by myself. Uh... Nikki Northside, thanks for the advice, boys. Best of luck in the finals. Well, you too. I'm not in the finals, but Brandon appreciates that. I appreciate the kind sentiment. Thank you, uh, Nikki Northside. Also, Atifa, the second part of his question was about the Fantasy League, you know, the PWHL. I looked for the pool. I can't find anything. So maybe we'll have to hold off on that one, but maybe maybe we'll do something. I hope we can bet on it. I think you can. I wonder what the odds will be, like the scouting report. I know, like, in the WNBA, there is some... Very lopsided. Just take the Las Vegas Aces all the time? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Simple advice. He also asking, how long do you think the Cleveland Browns will last in the playoffs? Well, I kind of thought about that yesterday on the show, and I was thinking, like, you know, they got a really good defense. If Joe Flacco doesn't turn the ball over, are they not a team that, like, could be built to, to have some success in the playoffs? And Joku looks great. You got to think Cooper's going to return to the lineup. Uh, probably, well, I guess now that they've, Lock that playoff spot. Maybe there's no rush for Amari Cooper to get back in there, get full health. Um, I don't. I guess it would all depend who they get in the first round. They they took another hit at receiver. 
Yeah, Elijah, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore left uh, with concussion protocol, I think. That did not look good. No. I th- doctors were saying, you and know. And he, he was, like, a big part of that offense. Once they finally started to, you know, try and cover David and Joku, then they just threw it to every other tight end that they had dressed on the night, including some guys I'd never even heard of before. Um, and then Elijah Moore was, he was the guy at wide receiver. So uh, he was having a good game, thankfully, but like, obviously you're not, uh, you're still concerned about the injury, but the Browns had the game well in hand at that point. They could kind of run the ball and take care of business that way. Um, my simple answer to this, Connor, I think the Browns can go to the conference championship game. I do. I think they are a very good team. And even if Joe Flacco turns the ball over a little bit, like, I'm not asking him to because he always does. Yeah, like you can't erase that. He's Joe Flacco. Um, when you're a gunslinger like Joe Flacco, you got to take got to take some risks. You're gonna try to put it in a small window. So, sometimes when you're trying to underthrow somebody downfield to get a pass interference penalty, those might get picked off sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so like a punt. that is, <laughs> that is gonna happen. But uh, but I I'm a big believer in this Browns team. I am. I I think they there's a good chance they play the Ravens in the second round, um, but another chance they play them in the conference championship. Nikki Norside says, wait, are you the Brandon in the brew house final? No, you're not. I don't know what that means, which uh, leads me to think that the answer is no. Which would have been funny because I think you would have been playing Nikki Norside, but no, you're not in the brew house league. No, I am in uh, my own two individual leagues, one dynasty, one keeper super flex. Our dynasty league rosters, Connor, are very big. Yeah. Each week, up until this season, you started three running backs every week, four wide receivers, tight end flex, quarterback, and then your bench is massive. No IR spots or anything, but big bench. Um, then much to uh, my chagrin, the league voted to remove one running back starting spot. I didn't care because I was loaded at the position. Uh, Rashad White, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, just drafted Devon Achan, Um who I didn't have, like, obviously this high hopes for for how we started the season, but all things to say. Um, it uh, it impacted me because now I'm too thin at wide receiver because of all my injuries, and I have too many running backs. Tough spot. <laughs> tough problems to tough, be in. Tough spot when you're so good at fantasy football. Pal, you, I mean, you've proven it. You've proven it uh, week in, week out. You've battled adversity, and now you're in the final. Now, now, I'm, now I just have to let uh, let the players play. Let them ball out. All you can do. one 1440 is the text line if you want to jump into the conversation. A Rage Texter B says, Zeke or Pollard? Well, I already went with Pollard earlier on in the show. Uh, the Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills in New England. Seems like it's going to be a little bit chilly, so it might be good running weather for the, uh, the running backs. I wonder if, if James Cook might be another guy you might want to start this week. I think I still go Pollard. Bills, big game for them. Got to find a way to win. They need it. And if you're playing the Patriots, I mean, that offense, with all due respect to whomever it might be at quarterback, you're going to start to shut down the run and make the quarterback beat you. So I I go Tony Pollard over Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke might pound one in there, but I still like Pollard. Yeah. You have, like, even if you account for Zeke, being a big part of the offense in the recent weeks with the disaster the Patriots are and Pollard's maybe diminished role because of uh, Dallas going to the pass so much. I still think you have to go Pollard because of a, the teams are playing and B what's at stake here. Uh, the Cowboys jockeying for position um, want a big win over an inferior opponent, you know, kind of get the confidence up uh, following last week's loss to Miami. 
the Patriots, they probably want to lose, realistically. Will that, will that reflect on the players? I mean, players, they're pros too, right? They, they, they're not going to give up. But I think, like, all things considered, even if you consider an increased role versus decreased role, those probably are still about the same role uh, overall. So I think Pollard's the uh, Pollard's probably the safer play. I would agree. Ezekiel, he's he's broken the 10-point plateau just three times this season. Uh, once against Las Vegas. Were two of those times the last two weeks? Two out of three. Uh, against the Steelers, he had 20. Yeah, scrolling through here, he had one receiving touchdown. I'm going uh, standard league here, not PPR. And then last week against the Broncos, he had 12 points. So, I mean, I, I'd pencil him in for between 9 and 11 points. I think he'll give you an okay numbers, but I, I think I want to go Pollard in this one. Playing inside, playing with a quarterback who likes to sling it, maybe opens up the run game, maybe he gets involved in the passing game. I think that's kind of where his, his big play potential can come from. Maybe less necessarily between the tackles, but getting him the ball out there in open space. Finals, Tim. Oh, I like that name. Hi, guys. I love this show. I'm in my fantasy football final for the first time ever. I am only in the final because my opponent benched Amari Cooper. Would you go ETN in RB2 or Taylor also? McBride at tight end or Ferguson? So let's start off with the first question. ETN or Jonathan Taylor? I mean, hey, those are pretty good options. Very good options. I'm assuming you got Jonathan Taylor late in your draft too. ETN kind of... I think surprised people. I took him kind of early, but I was a big fan of him coming. I think you and a lot of people probably fell for that uh, little trap. It was no trap. (laughs) He's been fantastic. Well, he he had a good stretch. It's a trap. It's a trap. Okay, so ETN this week. They played a Panthers. Very good matchup. Jonathan Taylor gets the Vegas Raiders. Both teams playing at home. So one in a dome, one in Florida. Geez, I kind of like that matchup. Both. in the just outside the top 10 in a receipt or rushing yards given up on the season, the Panthers and Raiders, um, they stack right beside each other, 20 yard difference. Uh, and in terms of rushing touchdowns given up on the year, both uh, are the Raiders kind of middle of the pack, whereas the Panthers have given up more than any other team. So I'm leaning ETN against Carolina. But Jag, I, Jags need this bad. Yeah, but I don't think there's a bad matchup here. So. No, I, I, I'm a Jonathan Taylor guy through and through. Um, I'm going to be playing him very happily. Like, he's locked in as opposed to me making the choice for my flex between Swift and HN. Like, Swift is locked in as my RB2 um, behind uh, Rashad White. But I, I think you don't have a bad option. I'll be honest. If I had these two choices, I think I'd probably go ETN for, uh, if, like you said, the stats probably tell us it's the better choice because the Panthers give up a lot of touchdowns to the run more than anyone else yeah and i mean and I, if trevor lawrence is a not playing b not 100 percent, you think the jags might rely on the run game probably beat the crap out of the panthers uh be up late we'll be running the ball uh quite a bit more i would think and then the second question was trey mcbride of the cardinals or ferguson ferguson uh with obviously the dallas cowboys plays detroit Trey McBride against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have, you know, been giving up numbers to tight ends. I, I think I go McBride. He's been hot. He, he's been hot. It's because t- the Eagles defense has uh, been a little bit better since uh, Patricia took over the play calling. Um, and they still have a lot to prove, right? Like, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, uh, came in as uh, betting favorites um, to do it this year. Obviously, struggled a little bit before, and they didn't necessarily, you know, wipe the floor with the Giants last week either on Christmas Day. But 
because of the fact the pride factor and like this is an inferior opponent you're playing in the Cardinals, I think that uh, the Eagles D might try and flex a little bit. And <laughs> I've said, I'll say it again, the same thing talking about CeeDee Lamb, talking about Tony Pollard. Jake Ferguson has been a great option for Dak Prescott, and I don't think the uh, offense will be slowing down at any point during this game. They're going to run it up. So uh, I'm going to say Ferguson. But once again, I think you're kind of in a good spot with both your running back and your tight end choices. Yeah. Final, Trey, finals, Tim. Trey McBride, three of his, or two of his last three games, he's gone over 10 points. Ferguson, I mean, he really only had a two-game stretch where he looked like a very good tight end, like 15 points, 10 points. Then he dipped down to eight, three, three. And then a month ago, he had 13 points. Mm. So maybe he's due, but the last few weeks, he hasn't been anything special in PPR league, a little bit better, but in the standard, not amazing. So I'm going Trey. Maybe it'll be a, you know, Trey McBride touchdown. The Eagles lead 40 to seven. <laughs> that, that, that could be a very realistic possibility. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Cowboys could be uh, in the middle of a 60 to 55 battle with the Lions. Yeah. And um, Jake Ferguson has three receptions for 27 yards. It's like, very possible. It's very possible. And CeeDee Lamb, meanwhile, is for 200 yards and three touchdowns. So it's a, it's it's always risky when you're on a team with a lot of talent uh, like the Cowboys do have at virtually every position. Um Brandon Cooks could easily be WR1 still on a lot of teams, I think. Um, down there, but now down there in Dallas, second fiddle to CeeDee Lamb, who's been one of the best receivers in the league this year. We already talked about Tony Pollard. Uh, Dak can make stuff happen with his own legs when he needs to, or at least get himself out of trouble to throw the ball. So Cowboys are a talented team, and as a result, uh, tight end might end up getting squeezed out sometimes. It's a risk. It always is. We've got a text coming in here from Curtis, Rage, Texter B, and Tomato Soup. We'll get to those questions when we come back. That was our mailbag for the Canadian Brew House. Join them tonight or tomorrow or Sunday. We have a great weekend out at the CBH, a good spot for the uh, the new year. And you know what the best part about those locations? I bet you can get a cab home very easily. It's not like White Ave. No, because they're, they're in main enough areas that, of mm-hmm. course, cabs are readily available. You're not like waiting 20 minutes for it to show up. But it is not, they're not, you know, on the strip per se. They're kind of on their own little... Um, what do you call them, like town centers? Yeah. Community for centers? For the most part, yeah. Uh, including the one just down the, the street from, from my neighborhood over at Lewis Estates. That's a great one. If I'm uh, if I'm not in Fort, maybe, like, hey, if I'm in Fort, maybe that's where we'll go for some uh, pre, uh, pre-New Year's Eve celebration drinks. The Fort Brew. That's the best part. Wherever you are, there's a brew house. Wherever you are, right around the corner. Brew house. <laughs> we'll take a break. When we come back, more of your texts. Like I said, Curtis, Rage, Texter, B, Tomato Soup. Get those in. one 1440 It is Fantasy Frenzy. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 1144. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as per usual, brought to you by the fine folks at Wilhawk Beef Jerky. We're about uh, 25 minutes from walking down there and grabbing... Oh, I don't, might splurge today. Might go for the $40 bag. Go crazy. We'll see what happens. Uh, still to come on the show today. We will, uh, well, the show, that was a that was an error. I got distracted. Brad ran in to show me a score at the World Juniors. Looks like the Americans knocked off the checks in a shootout, but I'm not sure exactly. But coming up on the show today, it is the lowdown with Low Tide. <laughs> just looking at my mentions with marty stevens yeah uh, but yes uh usa defeating czechia 4-3 in a shootout yes okay so today on the lowdown they will have the Oilers recap 
They've got the men, Bucci Gross, the Bucci Overtime Challenge at 12.20. Uh, Mike Richards will be by at 12.40. Longtime uh, sports radio host in this great country of ours, Steve Lansky, at 1. And then at 1.20, it is Tyler Yaremchuk of Oilers Nation Daily Faceoff. Also, you got Kevin Rodomsky at 1.40, talking about the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, making some moves, big win in PG a couple nights ago out on their BC road trip. And then the Jason Greger show gets going at two o'clock. It'll be myself with Brandon Douglas. You got Kevin Woodley at two twenty. We'll have Cam Tate's two minute warning. Paul Sir will be by talk some hoops with us at John Hoven of Mayor's Manor covers the Los Angeles Kings. We'll also go to Anaheim, just locking down a guest as we speak. Preview the Oilers' little trip in California. We've got Wanya Gretz of Oilers Nation coming up at 4 o'clock. Then at 4.20, it's Craig Button from the NHL on TSN. 5 o'clock, Mark Spector. And then the man himself, Jason Greger, at 5.20. Wanya will be in from 4 to 6, doing a little co-hosting alongside with me. And uh, we'll also be doing a Oodle Noodle giveaway today. I just discovered Oodle Noodle personally, (laughs) on a personal level, and it is really good. Uh, so uh, we'll be doing that today on the Jason Greger Show. one 401 J-Rock says grab a $20 bag of the beef jerky and a $20 bag of the cheddar pepperoni. Thank me later. Well, I kind of like the, the jalapeno cheddar pepperoni. I, you know you know me, like the heat. Connor likes a little kick. Yeah, I always have. Connor so. likes his pepperoni spicy. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not that spicy. Like the pickled carrots spicy? Couldn't do I, it. I, I, will, I will admit, like... I obviously like the the extra bite, but just eating them side by side, yes, the pickled carrots have a lot more bite to them yeah. than the uh, jalapeno cheddar pepperoni. Need a glass of milk to do that. <laughs> Get that boy some milk. <laughs> uh, questions coming in here from Curtis. Hey, guys, would you play Jamar Chase if he's active this week? They also have DK Metcalf, Jacoby Myers, KJ Osborne, and Deontay Johnson. I mean, KJ Osborne, I like him as a player, but I wouldn't use him in fantasy. Deontay Johnson, same thing, way too inconsistent. Jacoby Myers, actually, he's hit the end zone a few times this year, but uh, I mean, DK Metcalf would be my number one option if Chase can't go. Even if Chase can go, I mean, I might lean DK. I still might lean DK. Man, the Bungles play. The Chiefs. That's a tough matchup on uh, Sunday Chiefs afternoon. Chiefs got to start winning too. Like they they need to get their rear yeah, and like we. This is an interesting one because let let's just run the assumption. But I think we're in agreement. DK Metcalf of those options. If Jamar Chase does not go, yes, hundred percent. But now all of a sudden we shift our focus to the debate of would you go Jamar Chase or DK Metcalf? Which is the better option? The the clock kind of struck midnight on Jake Browning last weekend against the Steelers. He did not look good. Uh, The Bengals as a whole did not look good. They have not yet been eliminated from the playoff race, but it is certainly pretty bleak for them, Um, sitting in 8-7 and with their matchups with the aforementioned Chiefs and then the Browns in the final week of the season. To me, it's DK. The, The Seahawks are... More or in a better spot to continue fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, the Bengals, they might, you know what? We lost Joe Burrow. It is what it is. Uh, we had a good run, made it exciting there for a bit. But like, I, I think Jake Browning is more likely to be mediocre than return to what we saw in his first couple games where it was like, holy crap, uh, like this guy from Washington, uh, Washington U, all of a sudden is like a stalwart in the NFL. I 
think it's less likely that he returns to that form. He's he's going to be better than he was against the Steelers. It'll be tough to be as bad again. I think he'll be more of a mediocre, you know, backup quarterback uh, caliber of player uh, this coming weekend. It is funny, though, with Jamar Chase. I mean, the quarterback production drops down, obviously, from Joe Burrow. But when he's targeted, like he, he went down, Burrow went down in that Baltimore game. Jamar Chase finished with 7.2 points, non-PPR. The next week, he was targeted six times at four receptions, only eight points. The next week against the Jags, targeted 12 times, had 11 receptions, 20.6 fantasy points, and then it dropped down. But he's still, when they target him, he's still making plays. So I think if you're the the Jags, it's or sorry, the, the Bengals, like, get him the ball. Just throw, like, he... Get him involved. We, we'd say this all the time, Connor. If you have a player of that caliber... Just put the ball in their direction. Yeah, there might occasionally result in a turnover if they're in some double coverage. Um, You know, you might not convert a clutch third or fourth down because uh, they they don't make the catch. You're talking about the best, like a group of the best receivers in the entire NFL. You need to put the ball in the hands of your playmakers, or at least give the chance for the ball to be in the hands of your playmakers. Jamar Chase is that. Like, he is the best team on this Bengals offense right now, bar none. Uh, even if he's not at full health, uh, I, I still think he's probably uh, a step above a guy like T. Higgins, who's probably the second best right now, I would argue. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I like Jamar Chase a lot. I just think uh, DK's on a roll right now. Um, like he seems to, he's kind of almost bucked that trend. It seems like a couple weeks ago, I was saying like DK can have big games and then just, but still not find the end zone. He's finding the end zone right now. He's, uh, he doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, Drew Locke or Geno Smith, he's the guy. Um, Tyler Lockett's still going to get his. They love running the ball. JSN kind of coming on as a rookie. I'm a big Seahawks believer, and I think DK's at the forefront of that. So even if Jamar Chase is playing, I think I'd still go DK. Tomato Soup says, I have Chuba Hubbard on my bench. I played him last week. I'm in the championship finals. I moved Zeke to flex. I have Christian McCaffrey as my RB1. I think I'm going to use Zeke in the flex spot and make Chuba RB2. What do you think? I mean, it's hard to say for sure because we don't know the rest of your roster and what it might be, but I will say Chuba Hubbard, I mean, he's he's showing what he can do at the NFL level, getting the opportunity with Miles Sanders, uh, not necessarily panning out with the Carolina Panthers. The last five weeks, he's been, you know, a, an okay start. The last couple of weeks, maybe not quite what you want, like 11.1, 10.3, 9.6 against Tampa Bay. He had 22.4 the week before that against Tennessee, both in losses. He had 15.2. So I think Chuba Hubbard is starting to get a little steam. That Panthers offense has a lot of work to do, but I don't think he necessarily is a bad start going up against Jacksonville. We'll see the Jags defense at times has been kind of torched this season. We just talked about Jamar Chase absolutely went off against the Jags. So I, I don't think and it could be a little bit of a homer bias, but I think Chuba Hubbard, you know, is, is showing to, if your team, you know, it maybe doesn't have that ideal depth at running back. He's a fine fit. Yeah. Once again, we don't know what your other flex options are, but if it's like down between Zeke and Chuba as your RB two, I do think I prefer the Chuba Hubbard option. I do. We just talked about debating Zeke uh, between Zeke and Pollard. I think it was. We went with Pollard there. I, I, I just this Patriots team get it out of my face. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't give a crap. You're gonna lose to the Bills. Maybe you beat the Jets next week as a final uh, adieu for Bill Belichick as a Patriot. My other flex option is rice as tomato soup. Rasheed rice, rice in your tomato soup. Nice. Um, so yeah, I would go Chuba Hubbard as RB two. Your flex spot, honestly, I would play Rasheed Rice over Zeke, over Zeke in your flex spot, 100%. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And I, I just go back to that game, like, to beat the P- 
Patriots eliminate the run game and make, make one make, of their quarterbacks make beat you. Whomstever is playing quarterback <laughs> beat you. Uh, another one here. We've got Rage Texter Beeb. Two, Komet or Likely. So Cole Komet and the Chicago Bears taking on Atlanta, who's done okay. And then Isaiah Likely taking on Miami. I guess I go Isaiah Likely because Bravens, Dolphins, got to put up points. You're going to you're gonna have to score some touchdowns and Likely pretty big threat. It's not... I'm having a bit of a tougher time. Cole Komet has been great uh, with the Bears, and uh, they actually look like a you know semi decent team um, lately. Cole Komet is questionable. Hmm. Well, if he's not playing, <laughs> answer is obviously pretty easy for you. I will. I I think I will agree with you, Connor, and say Isaiah Likely. But uh, I I think you should get decent production either way. Isaiah Likely has fit very well into that top tight end spot for Baltimore, and uh, they obviously have more better wide receivers than Lamar's probably ever had in his career. Zay Flowers has been a revelation. OBJ has kind of been heating up. Um, and, and then even uh, when the Keaton Mitchell going down to injury, they're back to the Gus bus in the run game. Justice Hill getting involved a little bit. Lamar, of course, capable of running. Like, once again, it's kind of almost the same argument as Ferguson. Like Tight end can get squeezed out in certain spots, but I, I'll, I'll still lean that way just because I think this is going to be a really exciting game. Uh, between the Ravens and the Dolphins, I think likely will play a role. Cole Komet and the Bears, yeah, they uh, they made it interesting and probably just tortured their own fan base a little bit more by worsening their own picks draft stock. Cole Komet, one touchdown in his last seven weeks, but he did go for 107 yards last week. So yeah. I'd say watch the injury report. Uh, but I still like likely, but you know anything can happen. Eden Father Various says, "Do not speak of or ill of the Bears." Do not do it, Brandon. Bears. Da Bears. Okay, well, I mean, I think that's just about going to do it for us here on The Frenzy today. A big thank you to everyone who texted in and joined us on the show. Uh, of course, we do have the Lowdown with Low Tide coming up in about five minutes' time with Marty Stevens and Brad Slater. An absolutely loaded show for you. Then at 2 o'clock, it is the Jason Greger Show. I'll be sitting in and have Brandon Douglas alongside with me. Wanye Gretz will be co-hosting from 4 till 6 as well. And Jason Greger confirmed 5.20 today. Uh, from all of us here at Fantasy Frenzy, which is Brandon and I, we just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. First four months of our show. We really do appreciate it. Uh, have a fantastic New Year's. Be safe. And we will talk to you guys next Tuesday, hopefully celebrating some uh, fantasy championships in this studio. We'll see what happens. Right now, let's get to a sports 1440 update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.